Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Still to come tonight, Rangers against the Wild, Stars against the Predators. Chicago plays in Vegas, the Tentacles play the Kings, and down the highway, the Colorado Avalanche, who won last night, their home opener against Chicago, they put up the banner, they're right back at it against the Calgary Flames, first game of the season for the Flames, who are going to be here in Edmonton on Saturday night to play the Oilers at Rogers Place, of course it's on 6.30, Chad, 6.30 for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. Can also tell you, Thursday night football kicks off in a little bit here, it is Washington at Chicago, and baseball playoffs today. Just one game, Cleveland and the Yankees postponed. Houston beat Seattle 4-2, so the Astros are up 2-0 in that best-of-five series. That is a quick look at the scoreboard. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you for uh, Inside Sports. Tomorrow on the show, I want to tease this quickly. It'll be the uh, first appearance of former Oiler Luke Gazdick as a regular on Inside Sports. He's going to be joining us every two weeks throughout the hockey season. We look forward to welcoming Luke to the show. Okay, so the uh, Oilers today... They had a team meeting around 11.15, and then some players went out and skated. Generally what happens is if there's, if there's that type of a situation that's somewhat optional or fully optional, usually the players who don't play a lot of minutes will uh, be the ones who actually go out and skate. So uh, most of the Oilers' big guns did not wind up hitting the ice today. Interesting game last night at Rogers Place, wasn't it? The Oilers got the 5-3 victory. It couldn't have started much worse. They were down 2-0 early. Goals on two of the first four shots. They were not sharp. Now, first of all, there are two teams out there. I always say that. Vancouver came out and played very well, I thought, through the first 40 minutes. They were they were quick. They kept a lot of pucks alive. Um, they won a lot of battles against the Oilers to keep plays going. And Edmonton was quite sloppy, I thought. A lot of passes that were intended for somebody. Sometimes it went to a teammate. Sometimes it went to a Canuck. Sometimes it just went nowhere. Uh, and the, the Oilers really didn't have a lot of forecheck going, didn't have a lot of cycling going in the first period. A couple of good shifts from the line of Pugliarvi, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins. Once the lines got swapped around early in the game, Pugliarvi had that great scoring chance. Demko made an awesome save there. Uh, the power play came to life. Campbell kept the minute. And then in the third period, I thought the tables turned a little bit. I didn't think the, the Canucks were uh, as sharp and started being guilty of a few more turnovers and eventually the Oilers got the victory so they were able to pull it out uh, they're not all going to be pretty but <laughs> so you know the Oilers with the firepower to come back from a three nothing deficit you know maybe they'll be able to do that once or twice more this season I wouldn't uh, count on it happening a lot falling behind three nothing and winning but they were able to do it last night and of course it was the captain Connor McDavid putting it away Drysaddle won the draw, the clear down the middle. Kane's got an empty net, drops it off. Rich shot score. Connor McDavid, hat trick in the season opener. What would have it taken for you to shoot on the last play of the game there? Being on my forehand. <laughs> I heard Connor's interview after, and he used the word unselfish. And I think, um, you know, 
Kaner was on the ice in the last minute and a half there for a reason, and that that group went out and, and did its job. Darnell made a great play off the faceoff. I thought he had a lot of poise, and then uh, uh, Kaner recognizing that um, that Connor was available, and he found him. And he was a great teammate. You know, I've been around a long time, so. Uh you recognize the situation in the game, who's out there, and uh, you know, I figured uh, he's a pretty good player, so if I put it in the vicinity, he'll put it in. So nice to see him score a hat trick. What did he say to you after? Everything you'd expect. Everybody wants to get goals early in the season, not just goal scorers. So I think that's uh, it speaks a lot to uh, to him. Um, he obviously was aware of who he was with there and the situation, and I think it speaks to his his um, just awareness and uh, willingness to give up uh, something like that for a teammate. Getting that first goal on an empty net, um, sometimes it'd be pretty nice. So uh, that's a big uh, sacrifice for him. Is there a little moments like sacrificing a goal like that or drawing a penalty when you get You think he'll have a pass for you at some point this season? You might be able to score with? I don't know what the type of player he is, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, comments there sure from uh, Evander Kane and Derek Ryan and Jay Woodcroft about the empty net goals. I promise you I'm not going to be talking about empty net, empty net goals all season long, but they've been a bit of a story because Rob Brown, after the game on Friday, predicted that Connor McDavid will score 10 empty net goals this season, which would be an NHL record. He got to seven last year. He now has 18 in his career. And when McDavid put that one in last night, Rob is, uh, we're, we're actually in different booths during the game, but there's this plane of, uh, pane of glass between us as a divider so we can actually see each other. And as soon as McDavid scores, Rob put up one finger. So he's, he's counting. He's still got that competitive spirit. He wants his prediction to be right. But I, I was a little surprised Kane passed it because he had the open net. Quinn Hughes was chasing the play. And the pass was going backwards. It wasn't as if he missed McDavid with the pass. It was going to go in the corner and the Oilers could forecheck or kill time or get the puck back. If, if McDavid would have missed that pass, could have been an opportunity for the, the Canucks going the other way. But it all turned out, and Kane somewhat joking around with some of those answers, especially the last one. Well, I don't know if he's ever going to set me up like that. Kane will probably get a few from McDavid this season. Empty net five-on-five five power play shorthanded whatever the situation is going to be so it was uh, it was an unselfish act by Evander Kane and it got me thinking about something and and you go you guys know what happens when I get thinking oh my god where are we going to go now so it, and I want to I want to kind of narrow this down and for this discussion I'm going to keep it to pro sports or high levels of sports, you know, high level college or, or, or stuff like that. Because is, is sacrificing a goal of your own in an NHL hockey game or a pro hockey game for a teammate, is that the most unselfish thing you can do? Because I started thinking about what do other sports have that are comparable to that? And, and quite frankly, I, I struggle. Now, when we talk about unselfish things in sports, and this is why I want to keep it at the pro level, because there have been some incredible acts of uh, unselfishness, feel-good stories from 
from amateur sports, you know, high school, things like that. I mean, there's one story I always remember. I went and rewatched it today. Uh, there was the team manager of a high school basketball team who uh, has autism. Jason McElwain was his name. This was in Rochester, New York. I mean, maybe you watched this. This is close to 20 years ago this happened. And so he's the team manager. He has autism, and he's really dedicated and works hard as the team manager, whether that's, you know, helping guys get ready for the games, filling up the water bottles, whatever he did was, was really you know, valued and, and respected by the school. And he got to go into the game, into the, into the last game, and play for a few minutes, and he, he scored 20 points and he hit six three-pointers. Now, that's, that's an incredible feel-good story. That's you know, unselfish for the teammates to do that and all that kind of stuff, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I just don't know in, in pro sports if there's anything like that, a player sacrificing a, a sure goal an empty net so another guy can get the goal. You know, is Evander Kane going to score 39 goals this season and we're going to be saying, would have had 40, you know, or is, or is Connor going to get 50? Oh, if Kane didn't get that, he would have had 40. Like, you know, it's all, the, all those things with milestones and we like counting in tens and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and of course, it's the hat trick for McDavid. I mean, that's the, the big reason that he did it, which was cool. But I don't know, would have you sooner seen just Kane fired in it? Doesn't matter who gets it, win the game, make it a two-goal margin. Speaking of Rob Brown, he always says, it is not selfish to shoot on an empty net. Because the ultimate goal is not to have X number of goals individually at the end of the year. It's to win as many games as possible and be at the best possible playoff positioning as you're moving throughout the season. So, you know, if, 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 that's, if that's the overriding goal, then whoever has the best shot at the empty net should take the shot. And Rob says that's not selfish because your goal is to win the game. And everybody's happier if you win the game. Most players would sacrifice a hat trick, whatever, for their team to win the game. But so so Kane passes on that play. I don't. I, I struggled, and this is where I'm, I'm happy to hear from you. Sort of an off-topic topic tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you give me a call, it's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. I can't. I, I struggle to think of anything at the highest level of sport that is kind of comparable in terms of an unselfish act to help the stats of a teammate. Let's just look at some of, some of the other popular sports. Okay, baseball. Well, I'm, I'm batting by myself. So I, I'm not going to, I mean, sure, if I get on base, I'm hoping the next guy is good, but there's, he's going to hit a home run. But it's not like, well, I could have hit a home run on that pitch, but I'm just going to let it go by because I think the next batter is going to hit a home run on the pitch. Like, there's, I, I don't know if there's anything comparable. You can't let somebody, well, I'm going to score a run, but I'm going to let the runner on the base path behind me score because you'd be out if you did that. So I don't think baseball has anything. Football, okay, I have sort of something from football. And maybe there are other examples of this. But it was in my head, and I looked it up, and I actually found the video on YouTube. Because a uh, quick secret, you can find a video of pretty much anything on, on, on YouTube. Um, and, and I thought this happened, and I couldn't remember the team. And it was the Patriots before they became the Patriots. Week 13 in 1998. And again, I don't think this is a direct comparable to what I'm talking about with empty netters. Week 13 in 1998. The Patriots score a touchdown on the last play of the game to beat Buffalo. The Bills leave the field. They're like, okay, we lost. Whatever. <laughs> We're done. And then 
it turns out you still got to you still got to run the convert. You, you still have to run the convert. So the Patriots line up for the convert. They snap the ball to their kicker, Adam Vinatieri, and he runs with it into the end zone for for two points. Maybe sort of comparable because again, there's no defense. It's it's automatic. It's as close to an empty net as you're going to get to compare football to hockey. There's no, there's you know there's nobody in the net. There was no defense on the field, so they give it to Adam Vinatieri. So he gets a two-point convert on his stats. That's the closest thing I could think of from the sport of football. I mean, you don't see a guy running to the end zone and stop on the one and hand it off to a teammate. I mean, sure, there are laterals sometimes, but usually it's because they're trying to gain more yards, not because they're handing a touchdown to someone else. So the Vinatieri thing, to me, is close. Now, the thing is, Vinatieri scores points anyway by field goals and converts, but to get a two-point for a kicker would have been unique. So that's the closest thing I could think of. 780-496-0063, we got Kerry on the line. Kerry, thanks for calling, go ahead. No problem. I thought that play last night was unbelievable. Like, to give up that goal, and if you didn't have respect for Evander Kane before, if that didn't earn him some respect, there's something wrong with you. So, so further to the, the, first of all, thanks for calling. Further to the, the other angle I'm talking about, is there, is there anything in other pro sports that is comparable? Because that, as you know, Kerry, that does happen in hockey a few times a year, right? A teammate, they, they have a two on, you know what I mean? Absolutely, definitely. But like, for a home opener, holy hell. I, I was on the edge of my seat all game. It was, it was unbelievable. You were there, eh? Oh, no, just watching on TV. But it was just, I couldn't even, like, you just had your adrenaline just going the whole game. Now, were you ever a little worried they weren't going to come back? No, I, I knew they'd come back. That's awesome. Gary, thanks for that yeah. feedback. Appreciate it. Headed to, headed to Calgary for this weekend. I'll be wearing my Oilers jersey at my event. Well, darn tootin' you will be. That's good to hear. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and calling. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Kerry, 7804960063. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most people are, are, are happy with the play, happy to see McDavid get a hat trick. Um, you know, I think Kane caught him a little bit off guard, but he's obviously very skilled and quick and can put that puck away. I just don't know if there's anything else that's sort of comparable. I think the Vinatieri play 24 years ago might be, but that's not common in football. Like I said, this happens a few times a year in, in hockey. Anyway, uh, fun discussion point if you want to chime in. A little more uh, from Woodcroft as we move along tonight. The Oilers uh, do have some things they got to clean up from last night's game. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in. Uh, pleased to hear that people want to participate in this topic. 
I'm going to have to ask you a bit of a favor, though, because i got to do the news and weather. Well, I'm not going to do it, but i got to throw to the news and weather right away. So if I don't get you before 6.30, just hang on. we got that short news and weather update, and then we'll do it uh, after 6.30. Talking about Kane's empty netter, unselfish act in sports. Does anything else in pro sports compare to giving up a goal for a teammate in hockey. I'm not sure there is a similar circumstance. Channing is going to weigh in. 7804960063. Channing, go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. A little bit off topic, but you said something I really liked and you said you noticed there was a defender kind of between them at the time, and I'm wondering what people would have thought if that had been screwed up and it went the other way, like you said, and they scored. Yeah. How would they be talking about Kane at that point? Totally different. I, I, I agree. It was it was a bit of a real. And when he dropped it, I was surprised that he dropped it. Yeah, it was uh, it was risky. Of course, it worked out, so everyone you know is happy with it, but. We could have been uh, very, very unhappy with how that turned out if it went the other way. Yeah, I, well, I'm somebody because I was going around, the, I was wandering around, wandering around the office today, Channing, just bringing up this topic to some colleagues, because there's people here who have different views on sports, have played different sports, or sometimes even non-sports fans have a, have an interesting take on something. And and somebody said to me, I wonder if Kane would have done that in a playoff game. Maybe Kane would have, but uh, a lot less players would do it in a playoff game. That's for sure. There's way too much on the line. Janik, thanks for calling. That's a good observation. Appreciate it. Have a good night. We'll also get Dan in at 780-496-0063. Dan, go ahead. Hey, Reed. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I just got a, a quick comment. Actually, two quick comments here on last night's game. It's great. You know, home opener win, McDavid, Atrick. Uh, falling down 3 nothing though, is a situation we too many times in the last couple of years. When this team scores first, they, they win hands down. If we want to be true contenders, we got to come out and, you know, be ready to go. Well, somebody, uh, uh, Troy, our engineer, said that, like, we, we watched the game together, and he said that to me. He goes, well, that's like last year, eh, when they fell behind 2 nothing, you know, six games in a row or whatever it was. What's your other point? Uh, just watching Dreisaitl last night, I'm just amazed. Um, he, he reminds me of, of Mario Lemieux. It, it looks so effortless, like he's not trying, but... <laughs> It's, it's amazing to watch him last night. I think this year is going to be a huge year for that man. Yeah, he made some great plays, and I, I think uh, there were a lot of guys that had rough first periods who kind of got a little better as the game went on for a while. Appreciate that, Dan. We'll dive deeper into those topics as we move along. Josh and Brian are up next on the phone lines. 